Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on another episode of the Greg Rich Ministries podcast. So excited to have several special guests here from Europe. Man, I once again outnumbered uh, here in America, but we're so excited. We have Timo Anzalone, Luke Lober, and Brad Spangler joining us today. And thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast. It's so, so good to be here with some of my greatest friends here and just really excited. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate it. I did this, what was maybe about a month ago, we did this together and yeah. uh, I got invited back. So that means I didn't mess it up too bad. So <laughs> I'm excited about this. Thank you. <laughs> I always feel the same way, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. So I, I keep making it back somehow. So thank you, Josh. <laughs> yeah, guys, it, it, we're so excited to have you guys on. Three powerful men of God doing amazing things for God in different parts of the world. Obviously, you guys are all in Europe, um, you know, and we wanted to kind of give an update. We have a lot of people that are listening from all over the world, but how are things like where you guys are? Are you able to resume your your classes and, and your church services? How does how does things look? And we'll we'll start with Timo. We'll go to Luke and then Brad afterwards. So church over here is actually full on resuming in person. So we have our Sunday services, we have our Tuesday services, we have our Thursday service, all in person. So this that that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to teaching in Bible schools, it really depends. Uh, some of them have been through Zoom. I was supposed to be in France. Actually, I was supposed to be in Nantes and then in in uh, Paris um, for Rema. Uh, but we're kind of seeing seeing how that's going to work. And, uh, but yeah, so that, that's basically our situation over here. Um, yeah, basically the situation here, we would just got out of a, a nice little three week quarantine. Um, but there is finally hope on the horizon. So in the next, uh, basically within this month and next month, things are going to be totally, um, opening up. Um, we'll be able to start gathering, uh, this month we'll be able to start gathering again, um, Churches have been able to gather, but under very, very um, intense restrictions. Um, and some sometimes for churches, it actually is better for them uh, to just kind of do things online than actually gather just because of the restrictions and a lot of other circumstances. Um, but there is hope. So praise God um, that, yeah, within the next couple of weeks, um, everything will start opening up here and we'll be able to start gathering in person again so praise god we're very 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 excited about that yeah man yeah we've been back in person within the churches for the last couple of weeks before then i think we could have gatherings as big as like five people so we we're doing a lot of live streaming within the churches um with the bible school we're actually getting ready to this fall do our first hybrid program which is a combination of in-person and online more online than in person and that's really just because of the restrictions going back and forth here in norway but it looks like it's starting to lighten up and get back to normal so that that's so awesome and, and just for those of you that don't know timo's in spain luke is in paris france and brad is in norway and so we have several different countries represented here. If you didn't listen to the previous podcast I did with Luke and Timo, it was about revival. And I encourage you to go back and to listen to it. It's available on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen, YouTube, Facebook, and also Timo and Brad. Uh, we just did a podcast recently as well, um, talking about the overcoming the fear of man. 
and then really what is the biblical definition of the fear of God. So go listen to that podcast as well. But guys, I'm excited today to talk about the gifts of the spirit. And it's something that all of us have studied, all of us have encountered personally, and uh, it's going to be a great conversation. So, you know, I just kind of wanted to, to throw the ball to Timo here today, get us started. I know you got a lot of thoughts about this topic and kind of kind of get us started here, Timo. Yeah, the first thing I want to share about this topic, and I'm super passionate about this, is that this is for everyone. Yeah. Okay, so this is not just for the super spiritual. It's not for those who, you know, act a bit weird sometimes in a, in a few services. No, this is for everyone who follows Jesus, everyone who has received the spirit, everyone who has been baptized in the spirit. And, and it's also, it's for everyone. It's for everywhere, no matter where we are, no matter, you know, what country you're in. And it's for um, at every moment, every day. And uh, so it, it should be normal. This is the new normal. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, the, the headlines were, you know, the new normal. This is what, what it's going to look like, you know. And, and right at that same time, I actually was uh, going to teach for Rhema France and Rhema Switzerland. And I taught about the works of Jesus. And so a part of that, obviously, is the gifts of the Spirit. And so I used the same headline and I said, okay, this is the new normal for you guys. This is the, no the new normal for believers. The new normal is everyone, everywhere, every day can expect the power of God, can expect to, to walk in the gifts of the spirit. Uh, you know, not just at one moment, not just, you know, when, in a meeting, but everywhere, everyone, every day. And, and so it's normal for Christians to hear God speak. It's normal for, for Christians to prophesy. It's normal for Christians to speak with other tongues, to interpret other tongues. It's normal to exercise gifts of healing, gifts of miracles, to have words of knowledge, to have yeah. words of wisdom. It's normal. And uh, I, I'll never forget, we were at Rhema during our first year. It was a class with Doug Jones. And, uh, and he really unlocked that for me. You know, he was teaching about Corinthians and 1 Corinthians and how Paul wished to speak to this church as spiritual, mature believers, but he couldn't, you know, he called them carnal. And, uh, and so he's, you know, he's rebuking them. He's calling them to repentance. Yet that same church is a church that is lacking in no spiritual gift, is a church that is, you know, walking in all this, the supernatural power of God. You know, they're speaking in tongues so much that Paul even has to, you know, put some order. And so Doug Jones, when he was teaching that, you know, he was telling us that the gifts of the spirit are, are so for everyone that even a carnal Christian, even a baby Christian, a Christian who is not even mature can walk into the gifts of the spirit. And so obviously that, that doesn't excuse us growing up and, you know, maturing in God, but it does show us that this is not, you know, for the elite Christian, it's for everyone and it's available for everyone. And so, you know, that's just the first thing I wanted to throw out there. I don't know if anybody wants to add to that, but I just want to encourage everyone. This is for everyone. Yeah. And, and I'm going to let, I want Luke and Brad to respond to that, but I can say this, that even as I was growing up in the Lord, there were times that I know that I operated in the gifts of the spirit, but I didn't have a label to be able to assign to it, to tell you what it was but I was still operating it because if we open ourselves and allow the Holy Spirit to operate through our lives, we'll step into these gifts. 
We may not be able to explain it. We may not be able to tell you what it is, but if we are in tune with what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do in that moment, then he's able to move in whatever gift he wants to move in during that time. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's probably one of the greatest like foundational points, uh, Tima, that you shared is that um, that these manifestations, if you you know want to put it in that term, it's not just for you know a select few who are behind the pulpit on Sunday morning who have you know their suit and jacket on and their tie and their shoes are on you know cleaned up just right and everything like that. Like that's not the reason why you know Jesus left the earth yeah. and gave us the Holy Spirit wasn't just for that. And I think for so long or maybe in different um, movements or streams, that's what we've seen. So we've limited it to that because that's only been our knowledge of it. But that's not, you know, that's not the way it was instituted, even whenever, you know, Jesus left and, you know, the Holy Spirit fell. And, you know, I, I love that point of it. It's, you know, even for, for me personally in my life, whenever, you know, I encountered the Holy Spirit and, um, you know, I was baptized with the Holy Spirit, but so many of us were actually limited because of our knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, I, I also hear some, you know, many people say like, I have this gift or I have this gift or something like that. It's like, listen, if you have Holy Spirit, you have, you, everything is in him. Yeah. The fullness of the kingdom, all of the gifts of the spirit is in him. So you don't need a gift. You just need him. Yes. And, and so, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are more um, apt to, to walk in one other gifting, because, I mean, this might be something we go on later on in 1 Corinthians 14, how there's ministry gifts, how God places different ministry gifts in the body. But in all of these gifts of the spirit that we're talking about, we'll go through all nine of them, I'm sure at some point, if, if not, at least just naming them at some point. But this is for the body. This is for every you know, every child of God who's filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, this is for you. Yes. And so I just want to encourage, you know, every single, every single one of you who's watching is, you know, to, you know, in first Corinthians 14, uh, verse one, it says to desire earnestly these things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is the interesting thing about it is that, you know, we're obviously in our love. We need to desire Jesus. But it's amazing that Paul even says, you know, you don't even have to just desire, like you can desire these things. And I believe it's so much for the fact is because this is what reveals Jesus. This is what reveals that he is alive and that his kingdom is advancing in this day and age. So, you know, for those of you who don't think this is for you, that's not true. And yeah. for those of you who think it might just be for a few, that's not true. And also I want to encourage everybody, I pray that this kind of like kind of gets you hunger, you know, hungry and just really stir something in you to, to not be, you know, feel or to shy away from that desire, but to, you know, run after that, you know, even more and more. Yeah, that's so good. I'm over here taking notes from <laughs> you and Timo and <laughs> I plan on learning in this conversation, Amen. but even, even teaching in, in Rama, the Bible school, it's great that we can break down these different topics and kind of try to understand them to a certain extent, which does help bring order in the church. And we, it gives us, like Josh, like you said, some language to what we're experiencing. But at the end of the day, it comes down to relationship and God wanting to reach people where they're at. So just in my own experience, when different gifts have operated, whether it be a, a word of knowledge for somebody or prophecy, 
I usually feel this overwhelming compassion come over me uh, before those things start to operate. And you really sense God's heart for those people who he's trying to uh, minister to through you, the believer. And so I think, you know, when it comes to desiring the best gifts, it, you know, the best gift is whatever gift is necessary at that given time. Amen. I don't think it's a coincidence that Paul writes about love and all the attributes and characteristics of love right in between 1 Corinthians 12 and 14. And so just within a believer's life, you just have to realize that operating in these different gifts, it comes through our relationship with Jesus. And it's great if we can put language to it, but ultimately God's just trying to reach people where they're at. And Josh, actually, when I was thinking about this conversation, uh, I was brought back to our, our, our time in Zambia and even my bachelor party, which maybe we'll leave that for a different podcast, but uh, <laughs> at least in Zambia, uh, you know, it's pretty common for the power to go out. And, and so there were many times where we'd be doing something the power would go out. And I remember one time specifically, we we're at somebody's house having dinner, the power went out and Josh you started to, we were all worshiping God, but then you started to sing in the spirit and then you began to prophesy, but you began to prophesy for like probably 30 minutes. Like it was a long time. So that's not just something that, that you just walked into that one time. That was something that you had been cultivating in your own relationship with God. I don't even know if a lot of your listeners you know, realize that that's, you have a very prophetic gift that operates that way, but maybe you could even say something about those different experiences and how you learn to have the faith and trust to step into a gift like that, because I know it ministered to me during those times. It was powerful. Yeah. All of you kind of have been saying it goes back to relationship. And I think that you don't just step out one day whenever you're on a platform in front of people and then <laughs> you step into this gift, but it's something that's cultivated in your personal life. I can't tell you how many more times I've operated in tongues and interpretation or prophecy in just my spirit, my own prayer time with God than I have on a stage in front of other people. And that's what gets you comfortable operating with God. And I love, Brad, what you said that whatever gift, the best gift is whatever gift is needed. Because again, at the end of the day, it's always about the people that we're ministering to. It's not about showing people that I operate in this office or I operate in a specific gifting and look at what I can do. It's always about the other people. And it always comes back to development in your own time with God. You know, and I believe that, you know, even tongues and interpretation, when you're speaking in, when you're praying in the spirit, ask God, God, I want to interpret what I'm saying. It says to desire the spiritual gifts. Well, tongues and interpretation is available through the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to ask for that. And so I would just practice that all the time. And then something that you learn even too with prophecy, uh, I love Ephesians 4.29, don't let any... Uh, anything come out of your mouth except that is, which is encouragement and exhortation to the listener. And so essentially that's what prophecy is. You're encouraging people, you're uplifting them. And so as you're practicing that in your time, it's so much easier to get up on in front of other people and encourage them in the same way that the Lord has been encouraging you and you've been encouraging yourself in the Lord. 
But I would say too, when it comes to the spiritual gifts, and, and you may have to go back and listen to the podcast we just did with Brad and, T- and Timo about getting over the fear of man, because you have to be able to step over the threshold of what are gonna people going to think? How is it going to be able, be received? Is it going to come out perfectly the way that I, I want it to? Because the reality is it may not every time, 100%, you're going to hit the bullseye. And that's okay. But you're working with the Holy Spirit. You're growing and you're learning. And Brad, in that 30 minutes that I was there prophesying, there might have been five of that minutes, 10 of that, 15 of that minutes where I was off. But there was part of it that was on. And so you had to be willing to to step out and go for it and not allow what other people are going to think or how it's received to, to restrict you and pull you back from operating the things that are available to all of us as believers. Um, but, you know, Timo, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your experience. You know, I know that you uh, flowed with the Holy Spirit a lot of times and just kind of what your experience was and, and kind of just stepping into that. Yeah, so uh, I think I mentioned this on a previous podcast. I was baptized uh, in the Holy Spirit when I was 11 years old. Uh, My mom actually knew through a word of knowledge that that's what I wanted. That's what I was desiring. And so we were in a tent meeting in uh, in Belgium outside. It was a revival meeting. And uh, she laid hands on me. I fell out and 11 years old started speaking in tongues for an hour on the floor. And um, since then, I just started cultivating tongues and, uh, and praying on a daily basis. Of course, you know, you're growing, you're maturing. And I was a teenager at that time. So, you know, sometimes I was more on fire and, and some other times I was less on fire. Uh, but then, as I've mentioned in other podcasts, when I was 16, 16 going to, to 17, is when I had my personal revival, I, I say, my personal encounter with the, with the Lord. And, uh, and really, uh, that's where the gifts of the Spirit started operating in my personal relationship with God first. And uh, so, you know, words of knowledge would start coming to me. I would know things about people and, uh, and knew they were right on. And if I would confront these people with these situations, maybe it was just a simple you know, acknowledgement of something they were going through, it was right on. And the Holy Spirit would use these moments to teach me how to do that. So I'll, I'll, you know, I'll never forget sending my first text to a friend of mine, you know, and and telling this friend, you know, I I believe you're going through this because the Holy Spirit told me and it was, you know, right on. And, and like you said, you know, you kind of have to shake off the initial fear of what are they going to think? Maybe this is completely wrong or, you know, like, or, or what you said, I love what you said, you know, maybe it's not always going to come out, you know, exactly the way you want it. It's not always going to be super eloquent. Uh, but, you know, this is also something I've learned is that the Holy Spirit will use you wherever you're at with him. Yeah. If you're available, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter how, you know, prolific you are with your language or, you know, how, how great you sound or, you know, how experienced you are. If you'll just say yes, yeah. you know, he'll, he'll just go for it with you. And, and so that's what I've experienced. And, uh, and then really just a few, year, few years later, I kept cultivating that. And, uh, and when I started um, ministering, especially in the area of healing, 
um, that's where I started experiencing, uh, especially the gifts of healing, yeah. words of knowledge. And then when I came to Rayma, uh, I was mentored by a few people uh, in prayer school. I was mentored by people who were really close to healing school as well. And I would say it is that, you know, just by being with them, I yeah. learned to just flowing these things. So yeah. prophecy started coming um, again, an increase in the word of knowledge and, and something I, I want to add, and then I'll let you guys, you know, share your experiences, um, is that, um, again, you, you get better with practice. So true. You know, I, 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 uh, just a few weeks ago, I was ministering with my dad in an online conference and, um, I mean, he's just walked in the word of knowledge you know, I, I think since I was a teenager, so it's been, you know, 20 years, maybe. And I've seen him just getting better and better and better and more accurate and more accurate. And so today, you know, I see him walking that and I see him just being extremely accurate, you know, people watching online, you know, just saying, yeah, that's me, exactly that, you know, I mean, just everything's super accurate. And I've seen that in my life as well. You know, um, you get better with practice yep. and uh, you get better as you, you know, walk with the Lord in close relationship with him. Man. That's, that's the important thing, you know, never uh, practice these things outside of relationship with him and yeah. outside of accountability with others, right? If no one can speak into your life and say, okay, you were off in that moment, then, you know, something's up. Mm -hmm. And Luke and Brad, I want you both to respond to that. But, you know, Brad, when it, I wanted to talk to you about this because you have experience with personal training and you can see that, you know, when someone does a movement for the first time or an exercise for the first time, it's not always the greatest. They're not always able to lift the greatest weight. But, you know, kind of walk us through the natural side of that as they're increasing in their ability to do it and kind of relate it to even practicing with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I think the, the first thing someone has to realize is exactly what you guys have been saying is start small, yeah. start with the, with the small things. The easiest and safest thing to do is starting in your own prayer closet. Josh, you mentioned that, you know, getting tongues and interpretation, uh, desiring those things in your own prayer closet. Uh, but even just practicing in the simple everyday life scenarios. I remember one time going to the gro grocery store back when I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I was checking out at the, the, the cashier. And I just felt on the inside that I should ask her if she was dealing with like symptoms in her body. Uh, if she, she was dealing with, with sickness. And she said, no, I, I feel fine. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm, I'm learning at these things. Uh, you know, I, I believe that, you know, uh, God loves you. And, you know, I, I forgot exactly what I, what I said at that moment, but fast forward a couple of weeks, I went back to the same store and she was like, Hey, you're the guy, you're the guy who a couple of weeks asked if I was dealing with symptoms in my body and come to find out later that day, like I was coming down, I came down with a fever and she's like, how'd you know? I was like, well, the Holy spirit lives on the inside of me. And so these are different things that we can, we can cultivate and I think the important thing is realizing how does God speak to you? Because I remember being in prayer school and hearing oh, people so say, well, well, God, you know, I, I, God shows me pictures in prayer or, 
or other people saying, hey, if I feel like I have a prophecy for someone, uh, I'll get the first word. And I just need to speak out that first word and then more will come. So I don't think that it's a one, one size fits all scenario. So I think that you have to, again, going back to relationships, start in the, the small things with your own prayer closet, but then know how does God speak to you yeah. and just start practicing. And the more that you practice, I think the more accurate you'll become in operating in these supernatural gifts. Uh, again, knowing that you are a believer, you have the Holy Spirit, and he's going to want to work through you to reach people. So yeah. that, that would be my my uh, suggestion again, just like in the natural, you start small and gradually build your way up. Yeah, I think um, I think they both you guys touched on the same thing. I think that's so important for people who, like you know, we shared, who are desiring earnestly these things, is you know, practicing and doing that within like in a safe place in a safe environment. You know, like you know, we live here in Paris, and um, you know, there's a lot of um, you know, there's a, like a lot of parks around here. Well, our oldest daughter, you know, I'm wanting to teach her how to, you know, ride a bike. So she has like a little, you know, thing. Um, but I don't want to like, I'm not going to teach her out on the streets first. Like I'm going to, I want to try to find a place that if she falls, you know, it's not going to, she's not going to break every bone and she's not, I don't have to worry about a car hitting her. I don't have to worry about, you know, scraping her leg. But if she falls on some grass, it's a lot softer than falling on pavement. And so I think that that's like a really good thing in regards to practicing and growing these things. Like you don't want to start doing this whenever you're like, you don't need to wait to do this until you like, you know, I shared earlier on before you're invited to speak at a church or something like that. That's not what this is about. Yeah. This is yeah. for the lost. Just, you know, Brad, just like what you're sharing, like whenever you're going to the grocery store, if you just feel that, that tug or just whatever might be on the inside, how the Holy Spirit, you know, talks to you. And, you know, personally, kind of how that happened with, um, with me is, um, you know, we started going to these meetings and they were um, with, and I think, Brad, you came with us to some of those meetings with Joe Jordan and Ron Smith in Kansas City. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were men who um, basically um, were under mom and dad Goodwin, the Goodwin's church. Mm -hmm. And so they were, you know, with them for maybe 40 years or something. And so a prominent gifting in uh, Mom Papa Goodwin's ministry was tongues interpretation of tongues. And so, you know, whenever I encountered the Holy Spirit, it was through this, these meetings. And so we would go and, you know, I would see all of these, you know, gifts of the Spirit operated in, you know, in, in excellence, like in such a beautiful way. And what it did is like, it, it activated my faith for that. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's one thing to like, to hear it or, you know, or to, to read it, but whenever you see it, it visualizes what you're, what you're reading. And it almost makes your faith. Um, it, it's like, it places that like faith, like, okay, this is what it looks like. I can do this, you know? Yeah. And, super good. Um, and so keeping that kind of within a safe place. I rem so what they would do, um, um, so Joe Jordan, he would say, you know, has anybody ever given a tongue to be interpreted for um, like in a church setting. And so, you know, some people would raise their hand. Some people, he's like, well, if you haven't, then, you know, I want you to come and you're going to give a tongue and then we're going to have, um, and then, you know, they would have um, like Ron Smith, the other guy, he would interpret it. And so they would say, because we want the interpretation to be in a safe place. 
We want it to stay safe. So we'll give you guys, we'll activate you guys in this, you know, like perfume. So you guys can use your faith for something, you know, to do this, to, you know, give a tongue. And then he would give the interpretation. And so it was at one of those meetings. And by this point, you know, Megan and I, we had been um, going to these meetings for at least a year, year and a half by this point, every single month for, you know, three days. And so, I mean, it was just, you know, we were just so hungry and it was just, and it was slowly starting to begin to manifest in our life as we were kind of like shocked about it, you know, like, wait, this is what we're seeing and this is happening now. And so it was in one of those services though, where they had people do that stand up in line to give a tongue. And I remember um, people were giving a tongue. And then, so Megan at this point, she had never given um, a tongue to be interpreted or interpreted in a um, service. So she gave the tongue and then Joe, the minister said, no, Luke, you give the interpretation. And it was like an emotion of like, what in the world is happening right now? And then also at the same time, like I've been seeing this and I trust him. Like there's a trust, you know, in that. And I just did it by faith. And it was an immediate thing where it was like, boom, it was just downloaded and I gave it and it just increased our faith to walk in that, you know, even more and more. And I think that, you know, that's what happens um, whenever, as you continue to grow in these muscles, you know, in these, in these, you know, gifts of the spirit, it almost increases your faith more and more. It's like, okay, I know the Holy Spirit is telling me that. So I can have the boldness, you know, to then go and do that. And, you know, fast forward a little bit from that time, you know, the Lord ended up opening up doors for us to speak in different places. And I remember one of the first times where it was a significant um, thing where I was like, okay, Holy Spirit, like, I know this is you, but this better be you, <laughs> better be you, you know? <laughs> and um, it was at a, it was at a church service and there was a younger guy who came up and we was just in general praying for people at the end of the service for healing. And I remember I looked at him and the Holy Spirit, I mean, it was a direct word for him. And it was um, something, I mean, this was maybe about seven or eight years ago, um, maybe, maybe nine years ago, eight, nine years ago, but it was very specific. And the Lord was saying that within the next two days, the dream job that you've been wanting, they're going to call you and offer you a position. And immediately whenever I said that, he just started crying. Like mm. he just started crying. And I was like, Lord, all right. Like, this is no joke, you know, like I really, and it wasn't like, this was the first time that something like this had happened. I started with, you know, small things and grew. It's like, okay, I have my trust and confidence in the one who told me, Hey, I feel like I should pray for you, you know? And so it grew into a significant thing where this is what I feel like the Lord is saying. And then, you know, he ended up, you know, sharing the testimony that, um, his, the job literally called him and offered him a position that he'd been praying for, for, for years and years. And so it's like, that has nothing to do with, you know, with the greatness of me or anybody, but it does have to where it, there is an aspect of, we have to use our faith and grow in our faith in these things. And I really believe that that's what the Lord is, um, really like kind of calling all of us in the body of Christ in this time is to grow and mature in these things. That's awesome. I just uh, wanted to say that it's, it's kind of interesting, Luke, that, um, you you received a lot from Joe Jordan and Ron Smith who were under mom and dad Goodwin. Um, I, re- I received a lot from a colleague of Joe Jordan, uh, Carol Cooper and her husband. And uh, they did a lot of those meetings together actually with Ron Smith and, um, and with Joe Jordan. And so, yeah, I learned a lot from them, tongues interpretation, especially because they learned it from mom and dad Goodwin. 
Yeah. And um, so, yeah, just interesting. Yeah. Connection right there. That's amazing. Wow. You know, the, the beautiful thing about what you guys are saying too. And I was, I think I caught the tail end of some of those meetings, Luke, uh, you know, but the beautiful thing about those meetings is it was one generation passing the baton on to the next generation, making sure that these things are not lost, demonstrated, not just taught by precept, but actually shown by demonstration. Yeah. And the scripture that came, came to me when I was thinking about this podcast was from Judges chapter 2, verse 10. I'll just read it. It says, after that generation died, another generation grew up who did not acknowledge the Lord or remember the mighty things he had done for Israel. So this wow. is after the leader, um, Joshua, dies, after Israel fails to take all the different places in the promised land. And it says that after that generation died, that the next generation forgot. Basically, they, they did not remember the things that the Lord had done. And so I think it's so important that for our generation yeah. and what we've experienced, that we are talking about things like this and not just talking about it, but demonstrating it and showing that next generation. Because I think the gifts of the spirit, that's exactly why um, Kenneth E. Hagen started doing Holy Ghost meetings, because he said, if I don't if I don't demonstrate these things, mm -hmm. it's going to be lost to the next generation. So I think yeah. that's really important point here as well. Yeah. And I'll say this as well, um, for those of you that are listening that are the generation before us, you are still needed, you are still vital, you still have a tremendous purpose to the body of Christ, Amen. because there's many of us that are listening that are, are younger than you, but we need your experience, we need to, to see you not only tell us about it and explain the good old days, but demonstrate it to us, Amen. because Amen. we are hungry for it, our generation wants to not Amen. only know about it, but we want to see it, and you've experienced it firsthand. And so we want you to know that you are vital. You still have a purpose to play. Your time is not up. There are many great things ahead for you. And uh, we're so thankful, first of all, that you've gone before us. You're demonstrating these things to us and that you're going to continue to do so. And then also to our generation, it's time for us to really take the reins. You know, the generation before us has carved and, and paved a gr tremendous path for us. It's time for us to take the baton and start running. And guess what? There's a generation coming behind us. And I know yeah. Luke and Brad, you guys are already dads. And, you know, you are, you know, I'm sure you're demonstrating to your children even some things operating in the spirit. And so you're already kind of seeing how this comes into play of passing it on to the next generation. But we just want to you know, just to encourage no matter what age you are, your time is not up. It's time for all of us collectively as a body of Christ to start running together and pursuing the things of God. Amen. And, you know, one thing I wanted us to do, um, you know, before we, we, we have some time here, I'd love for us to go to first, uh, first Corinthians 12, four, and really kind of walk through these different gifts, the purpose of them, and, you know, um, how we can whenever I maybe possibly identify them as they're in operation. And so, Luke, I really wanted to kind of throw it to you and have you kind of start us off there, if you don't mind. Um, so, yeah, no. So start. This is obviously First Corinthians um, chapter 12 and verses four. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see how far along we get. Um, so there are diversities of gifts or you could say, you know, of manifestations but the same spirit in this word, you know, just like, um, uh, I think the word manifestation, Josh, you know, you talked about this and, you know, and, um, 
and Brad as well, that manifestation and the demonstration that this is something that I think we, it's been talked about too long. Like yeah. we talk about these things, but I believe, and you know, we always say, well, you know, we have to wait for the Holy Spirit as he wills. And it's like, I think the Holy Spirit is a lot more willing than, than we even are willing, you know? And it's like, he has all of these ways of manifesting himself. And yet we're saying, well, you know, we don't know. We'll just, you know, wait and see or see what happens. And, you know, we'll give him space, you know, on that one service that we do once a month or once every six months. Like these are things that God said in the church, you know, these are manifestations so people can see the proof that gives evidence of him in us, of Jesus in us. But the same spirit, there are differences of ministries, administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities um, of activities or operations, but of the same God who works all in all. And there's the word again, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one, not to each pastor, not each prophet, not each apostle, but to each one, each one in the body for the pro for the profit of all. And so for one to given uh, is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. Um, and I don't know if maybe if we all want to maybe, uh, give like an example or something, maybe that have that's, you know, maybe worked in your life, maybe, you know, a word of wisdom. I kind of, and basically going into that, it's kind of getting the heart and mind of God concerning the future. And, yeah. you know, I think a lot of times, you know, we think that that's the more of the prophetic gift and there may be an aspect of prophecy in it because it can be encouraging, but really the word of, of wisdom is getting the heart and mind of God concerning somebody or sort of situation in the future. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of shared an example. I don't know if somebody wants to kind of give another, you know, story because I really like stories really puts an image to what is, you know, in the word of God. So yeah, Tima, go ahead. Yeah. So, um, about the, the word of wisdom, um, huh, kind of drawing a blank right now on a story, but I'm sure it's going to come to me. Um, well, no, there we go. Um, Word of wisdom for me was when I had that encounter, as I told you guys, 1617, and I knew that I knew that I knew that I needed to go to Rhema yeah. after Bible school. That's it. I mean, I had other ideas. I had another university in mind. Um, I actually would love to go to Oral Roberts University. I mean, he was my hero growing up. I used to watch him um, have his biography right there. Um, and so that's what I wanted. Uh, but I remember praying in the Holy Spirit, praying in other tongues, relate, you know, relating with God. All of a sudden, a word of wisdom came to me. Okay, you're supposed to go to Rama. Now, nobody in my family had, had gone to Rama. Of course, yeah. we were connected through Rama because of, you know, my, my father's ministry. But I mean, we were not Rama. But uh, Got it. Knew that I knew that that's what I was supposed to do. And it definitely changed the entire course of my life. So, yeah. Wow. And for myself, uh, there was a time, you know, similar story, but I knew that I was supposed to go to Rama. I didn't know why. I know my, my father, my grandfather, they had all been and I wasn't going because of them, but I just had this overwhelming feeling. But I had this overwhelming, overwhelming presence or, or feeling within me that if you go to Rama, you're going to end up in Africa. And wow. I was not ready to do that. And so I remember telling my parents, I was like, you know, I'm going to go to Rama next year because I know <laughs> that if I go to Rama, he's going to send me to Africa. And wow. 
it, it was it was true you know it was my first year at Rama. i went to kenya and then my second year i went back to kenya my third year i went to zambia and kenya again and so it was something that i didn't necessarily want to do but the holy spirit was giving me a word of wisdom or, or telling me something in the future to start preparing my heart and i think that's one main thing of the word of wisdom it's a heart preparation time because yeah. when you hear it it's not always something you want to hear but it's something that you need to hear to start preparing your heart for things that are going to be coming in the future great so um i i really believe that's kind of one of the main thrusts or purposes of the word of wisdom is to is a heart preparation time wow mm. so that's good. awesome that's really good i've never heard it like that before that's great <laughs> but yeah and brad if you have something you want to share if not we'll let luke kind of keep walking us through yeah just quickly the story that came to mind is I was new to the church here in Norway that we're now associate pastors of. And I remember one time real strongly during worship, just feeling, like I said, this overwhelming compassion for our worship leader at the time. And this individual at the time was a teenager. Um, so I just had this compassion and just felt like the Lord wanted me to tell him that, that the Lord would use him to write original songs that that he would not just be playing songs um from other people uh, but he would actually be writing the songs that we'd be playing in church and long story short talk to him after the service and now the worship team they're playing and using those songs that he's writing and other people have written as well but again it started with that compassion that overwhelming almost just felt that love for him um during worship and just felt like i was supposed to tell him hey god wants to use you to write some original songs from heaven and it's going to set, set people free so wow. praise god that's that's wonderful it's powerful that's a really it's really one of the most powerful i mean it's an amazing thing to be able to get the heart of god concerning something in the future is a beautiful thing yeah um and then obviously kind of moving on here um so we're getting into now the so we just finished, you know, word of wisdom through the spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. And, um, you know, word of knowledge is kind of flipping the script on it. It's, you know, having, you know, revelation of certain facts, but it's unknown by natural means. Yeah. So it's like, I wouldn't look at you and say, Hey, you know, because you look like this, this is what, you know, it's, it's not known by natural means. It's just known simply by the Holy spirit and his revelation revealing something to you. And it could be, you know, people, places, things past or present and you know the word of knowledge reveals um it basically reveals certain facts in existence now or in the past um and you know and if, you know an example for um i mean you see it really prevalent i think right now in the body of christ through um through healing where yeah, you know yeah. somebody will stand up and say you know i feel like somebody's here you know because that's a, a situation that's present but it could mm -hmm. have happened you know, years ago. And so, you know, I remember um, I was uh, ministering one time and it, it was in the church. And I remember the Lord gave me, showed me actually somebody's ear popping while they were sleeping and they weren't able to hear out of that ear anymore. I didn't have, you know, exactly how many years ago, but I knew it happened years ago. So I shared that. I said, is that anybody here? Well, it actually ended up being the associate pastor at the church. Um, but it's not like the and, you know, this is another thing, whenever the, those things are called out, it's not like, um, it's not like God is putting like a little treat in front of like a dog, like to try to like, 
tease you or something like that. It's like, no, these are actually, it's as if God himself is saying, hey, this is what I'm speaking because I'm getting ready to do something about this. That's right. Yeah. And, um, and I mean, he was, he was instantly healed his, you know, his ear totally got healed and transformed. Yeah. And so, you know, these aren't the gifts of the spirit. They're not like teasers just to like, try to make people feel good. I mean, yeah. they're here to, to literally transform people's lives so they can receive Jesus. You know, it gives testimony yeah. of Jesus That's that he's it. alive. So anybody else? I just want to add to that, you know, the, the gifts of the spirit are not here to impress, to make a yeah. show. And you don't need to hype anything, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen it, for instance, in my life. I'm a very hype preacher. So I love to, you know, have a lot of passion and I yell and, and all of that. And I pace. I'm very Italian. You know, I move my hands. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to the gifts of the spirit, it's usually very dialed down for me. Wow. You know, it's, it's without hype. It's, it's very common. Uh, you know, I, 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 cause I, I don't, I don't even want to hype it up. You know, I want to be very yeah. careful with it and, and really, you know, just make sure I'm stewarding what God is giving me. Uh, but something you said there is that, you know, when, when, when God gives us a word of knowledge, uh, again, it's not to impress that person, right? Mm. It's because he's wanting to do something in that moment. And, uh, I think that that kind of gives us to a broader conversation is that, um, we're supposed to do what God is doing, work what he's already working, hmm. you know, being led into what he's already doing. And so a lot of times that's what's going to happen with gifts of the spirit and especially words of knowledge. So when, when God gives you, okay, a word of knowledge, for instance, for a healing, it's because that's what he's going to do. That's, yeah. you know, yeah. that's exactly what he's doing or he's many times, you know, um, you'll for instance with healing you'll share the word and a lot of times people will be even healed like that while they're receiving the word yeah. why because yeah. they're getting the faith okay god is actually working on me right now in that moment Come on. right um but something i wanted to add with that is that again it's super prevalent in healing in these days the word of knowledge however it, it should be prevalent in other areas as well it should yeah. be prevalent with how you pastor people, how you minister to people's hearts, um, you know, things that happened to them, for instance, instance in their pasts. Uh, you know, it's happened to me a lot of times with people who are uh, lost, people who do not know Jesus. Um, a lot of times the Holy Spirit will show me something about their condition. Maybe it's something they're dealing with in their family, something that's happened to them in their past. Uh, maybe it's a passion they have, a hobby they have, uh, you know, something that I could have never known. But as soon as the Lord reveals that to them, the door is open and you can minister the gospel. Yeah. Wow. And I think for me, one thing that I, I've kind of seen almost be a pattern is that anytime I see someone or myself is operating in the word of knowledge, it's almost to overcome a certain level of doubt that's within the person. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they're struggling with something. Maybe there's a connection that's that's missing. And I feel like whenever you're operating in the word of knowledge, you're as if you're God on the earth saying, I see you. Come on. I know what you're going yeah. through. So I know good. what you're experiencing. I see where you're at. Not only do I see where you're at, but I know you know the next step. And Come so on. I'm going to reveal it to you right now as a confirmation. 
And so I think that, you know, anytime the word of knowledge is in operation, it's because typically someone's dealing with, there's something there, there's something, something hindering that connection. And you're there to just kind of bring clarification to it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my side of it there. Yeah, the only thing I'll say is the times I've, again, this is uh, to preface it, this is my personal experience, but many times when the word of knowledge has operated, whether it be for healing or I'm giving counsel to somebody, there, there will be a reoccurring thought over and mm -hmm. over in my mind that just won't go away. Mm -hmm. And so many times I'll just have to step out in faith and speak that and say, hey, this is, I believe this is what the Lord is wanting me to say for this particular situation. And so just for, for, for those watching or listening, if you're thinking like, well, how do I know if I have a word of knowledge for somebody, it could be just a reoccurring thought that you yeah. can keep getting over and over. And that's just something that the Lord is Good. wanting to uh, have you speak or address in a particular conversation you might be having with someone. Yeah. Yeah. I that's think many times good. we throw off the, you know, supernatural leadings, and we're, you know, we're searching for spectacular leadings, That's and, it. you know, that still small voice is just as supernatural if an angel were to drop down in front of me, open up a scroll, and stuff it in my mouth, you know, it's, that's, it's a supernatural thing of, you know, God leading you and speaking to us, and, you know, that's an encouragement, I think, Brad, for a lot of people, because I think mm -hmm. people are looking for so many external things, when wow. it's that Holy Spirit on the inside of you, that's going to be leading us in, in probably more than 90% of the way that he's going to be leading us, especially through these gifts, is going to be that just inward leading yeah. and that still small, you know, feeling. Yeah. And you get really comfortable with it once you, you know, you have it. And beginning, it's, it's like you can't shake it off. And you're, you're really trying to do it, but it's just, okay, you can't, right? You just can't shake it off. You have to do it. But the more you walk with the Lord, at least in my experience, it's been um, now it's, it's, it's a bit more comfortable in the sense that, okay, now, you know, this is how he's doing, you know, how he does this yeah. and you get to do it and you get more confident, you get more bold and you see a lot more results as well. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Josh. Oh, no, that that's great stuff. I wanted to, just for uh, time's sake, I think that was great information and great examples from all of you but i'd like luke if you can kind of just keep walking us through there and, and so verse nine to another um faith by the same spirit and you could either say you know great faith special faith um this is obviously beyond our uh, measure of faith that we're all given as just children of god you know it's you know by grace you're saved through faith so if you're saved you have a measure of faith we're all given a measure of faith but what i love about this special faith it's the, basically it's a supernatural ability beyond your ability to trust. Mm -hmm. And it's something where, you know, I think one of the coolest definitions is one that Smith, Smith Wigglesworth has, and he raised what, like 20 something people from the dead. And he basically explains it to where it's like, you know, I extend my faith as far as I can. And then there's the faith that comes from heaven to where I know I can ask anything and I won't be denied. And Come it's on. like, man, that <laughs> is just like, that is special faith. That's it. This, is, this is like, you know, the gift of faith. It's obviously, you know, it's there's special faith. Um, it's when the believer receives a miracle. So this is different, obviously, from working of miracles where the believer is actually working a miracle under, you know, the guidance and power of the Holy Spirit. But both produce miracles, but the gift of faith is received and the working of miracles is active. Mm -hmm. So 
um, you know, I remember it was uh, several years ago, I was in a church and I was speaking and I remember it was on the front of the, you know, I was obviously, you know, on the stage and on the front of the uh, chairs, there's a girl and she had a big boot on because she had done something to her knee. She had got surgery in her knee. So I'm like preaching the whole entire time. There's this girl with her, you know, big boot on literally her whole entire leg covering like three chairs on the front row. So I'm like trying to preach the whole entire time. I'm talking, talking, trying to preach, and I can't get rid of this image, like, right in front of me. <laughs> it's terrible. And so I remember there was, like, I was talking and talking, and, I, you know, I was ministering, sharing different testimonies. Well, I remember there was, like, this faith that literally, like, smacked me in my chest. And I remember I looked at her, and I said, that boot does not line up with the word of God. You need to take it off right now. And it was, like, it was almost like a mad, like, this is, this is totally against everything. Like you just need to take it off. And so she literally just took it off. She had surgery like a week before she had to get like pins and all that in her knee, literally totally healed. She could bend it, move it all the way. And it was even better than it was beforehand. And it was just like, there was like a faith that just like literally whacked me and was like, and I remember saying that. And like, even I caught myself when I said it, I'm like, Oh no, did I say that? You know, like, because it was not something that I could have made up in my head. It was, it was beyond me. It was my, beyond my own natural reasoning or my own natural trust. And so um, I don't know, maybe if one guy wants to share a story and then we can keep moving with it. I mean, and I, again, I think it's this un, undeniable um, faith that comes where there's almost a, like literally no doubt that can even penetrate your mind in that moment. <laughs> where it's like, this is, there's almost like a force field around your mind. And, and I think that you've just got to step out and, and go into it. And, yeah. then, uh, and, I, and I think, you know, even going further into it, Luke, if you want to take us to the next one there. Okay. Um, and then, so to another, we're still in verse nine, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit. Um, I, Brad or Josh or Timo, would you guys want to give a definition to that? Or, you know, just um, share on that really quick. And then I keep going. Yeah, uh, the gifts of uh, healings, many times those will manifest just right away. Uh, I know, I, I remember one time where I was in downtown Tulsa, we were um, praying for people down there, walked into the bus station, didn't realize at the time you're not supposed to go in there and talk to people unless you're a paying customer. Uh, but the, the security guard asked us to, to leave politely, but I was in a, the middle of a conversation with the gentleman there, I just remember looking at him and saying, if you come outside with me, he was dealing with bone spurs in his mm. heel and he had been in excruciating pain for, for many months, was thinking about getting surgery. I said, if you come out with me now, when you come back in, you will not have pain. Those bone, bone spurs will be gone. Oh. So he just kind of looked at me, his eyes got big. He followed me out, prayed a simple prayer for him and instantly the pain left. He started dancing in the street, praising God. Come on. And he looked at me and he said, when you, when you told me to come outside and, 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 and said that when I come back in, there won't be pain, he said, something on the inside of me told me to go out there with you. Wow. And so, yeah, I, I think when it comes to the gifts of healing, those are those supernatural manifestations. Again, it was a very simple prayer, a very dry prayer, but it was just the Holy Spirit <laughs> revealing him, himself, uh, his love for that guy, and instantly the pain was gone. And I just remember thinking this, this is the gospel in action. 
Luke, it's yeah. what you were talking about before. It's one thing to read about it in the four gospels to see Jesus do that, but then to see him do that through you and have that supernatural manifestation right there is another thing. So, yeah, yeah. that ties really well. I feel like into working of miracles, uh, which is the next one to another working of miracles, because, you know, Brad, like what that guy did is he agreed with you. Like he took a step, he had to do something. And that's kind of, you know, how the way of the working of miracles works. It's like, it's a supernatural divine intervention, but it has to be through, through human agreement to change yeah. those natural course, you know, of events. And so, you know, sometimes it can be, you know, in healings and it can also be, you know, breaking the, the laws of, uh, our natural world as well. You know, you see that with, you know, Moses in the water. Um, so water into um, wine. Yeah, exactly. Water into wine. I mean, those are all working of miracles. Uh, Timo, do you yeah. want to share an example or a story or something you're part on it? I mean, uh, for instance, the working of miracles, uh, we've, we've talked with, with people who, for instance, will smuggle Bibles. For instance, my, uh, my, my uncle smuggled Bibles in, uh, in the Soviet Union with open doors with Brother Andrew. I don't know if you know him. And uh, he, he told me all these stories of how he would smuggle Bibles into a Soviet Union and, and the guards were literally blinded to the Bibles that were in those trucks. <laughs> now it's interesting because that's exactly what the founder of this, of this ministry would walk in. You know, he would, he would he'd tell these stories of so many times he would cross the border, they wouldn't see the Bibles. And now my uncle, you know, he's, you know, this 20 something year old and just on fire for the Lord. He's not, you know, in any super spiritual mood. I mean, he's just, you know, praying a little bit and just crossing the border and God works a miracle right there. And these guards just can't see it. It just overrides just the natural, Yeah. right? Um, I mean, I could tell you a lot of stories about that, you know, with the working of miracles, for instance, when you, you know, with somehow, you know, finding things that were completely lost and there was no way that that thing was supposed to be in that place but somehow you know god moved that thing and you needed that thing and it was right there when you needed it i mean there's there's a lot of stories about that but yeah i love it so we we just talked with uh joab fisher so if you haven't listened to that podcast go back and listen to it but he was talking to us about how he was uh, taking Bibles into China and the security guards were stopping everyone in their group and they just started praying in tongues. And he said, when they got to the, to the guard with their Bibles, the guard opened it and he looked at it and he saw what they had. And he just said, hallelujah and closed the thing <laughs> and zipped the bag up and gave it to him and they went on their way. And that's <laughs> not an open country where you can take Bibles, you know, that, that can be death penalty, that can be jail time. And so the fact it's not a, it's not a uh, coincidence that they got the one guard that maybe believed in Jesus that day, you know, mm -hmm. there was actively angels actively working on their behalf and causing things to happen. And, you know, I would say that's nothing short of a miracle that mm -hmm. you just happen upon that one guard that was able to let you in not only not to jail you but to allow those resources and the word of god to go into that country is a miracle in itself yeah. so uh, there's probably a million examples that we've never heard about and we're only going to hear when yeah. we're in heaven because there's miracles happening every single day it's not something yeah, absolutely is always widely broadcasted and no matter if you're an apostle pastor just as a just as a believer there are miracles happening in your life that you may not even be aware about 
But as you start to understand what a miracle is, you'll actually start to uh, recognize it in your life as it's happening. Amen. And kind of moving along, because I know we're probably pushing on time um, uh, to another, you know, it goes into more in verse 10, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 10 to another prophecy. And Josh, I feel like you kind of hit that a little bit on earlier on, but, you know, it has the definition, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3, but he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, or comfort. And that's, you know, just building people up with growth, development, you know, speaking life, calling things, you know, out in, you know, people's bodies and life and, um, and then comforting, you know, brings relief and encouragement um, to, you know, to people. And um, so, you know, there's so many different things I think we could get into all that, but um, I, no, think you're probably- I think we, we covered that quite a bit so we can kind of go on and we might have to go in depth further on that one, but I want to make sure we hit the next couple ones as well. Yeah. So then moving on to another discerning of spirits. And this is a beautiful, amazing gift of spirit. And I believe the time we're living in, this is like one that needs to be, that we should activate our faith more as the body of Christ more than ever before. Um, But this is supernatural. I think many times, you know, we've heard different definitions, like the ability to see into the spirit realm. It can be, but more than anything, it's actually supernatural insight into the spirit Mm -hmm. realm. That's different than just like seeing an angel or seeing something. It's that insight. It's like, I know that there's something. It's like, I know that there's a condition. Mm. I can see that, that condition. Um, Or whether it's, you know, condition, um, presence or activities of spirit beings, whether divine, demonic, or human. Um, Amen. Basically supernatural revelation into the unseen world. Doesn't mean you necessarily have to see it. Um, I'll just give an example really quickly. Um, I remember I was praying for, um, a lady, or I was actually, it was, it was in a church service and I was praying for a couple of people. And I remember it was really odd, but the Holy spirit really taught me this lesson in that meeting. I prayed for three ladies. The two of them, I prayed for the exact same way. They had knee issues. Um, and basically like not able to walk like on their knees, put pressure. They couldn't bend. It was the exact same issue for all these three women. So I prayed for the first two, like, you know, just simple prayer, just to, for them to be healed and Jesus healed them. They were able to move. So then I moved and there was the same, you know, another lady with the exact same issue as the other ladies beforehand with this knee issue. But I remember her foot was like turned to the side. She couldn't put both of her feet like lined up against each other. One of her, because there was an issue in her knee. So I remember I was just praying healing, just Lord, you know, we just command this knee to be healed, this, you know, feet to line up in Jesus name and nothing was happening. And I was so frustrated. I was like, I just did this for two ladies beforehand, instantly got healed. And I'm coming over to this lady, the same issue. And, you know, her foot might be turned a little bit, but nothing's happening. And so, you know, I just kind of stepped away from a second and I was just like, Holy Spirit, what, you know, what's going on? What do we need to do here? And um, I remember I had this, this feeling, or I had this supernatural insight that there was actually in this might sound creepy or weird to people, but this is just a part of the life that we live. I've, I knew that there was actually a demon that was trying, like that was trying to attack her leg, and it was the most like it was the most odd thing. And I was so I was dealing with the situation the wrong way. I was praying for healing. She didn't need healing. She needed this demon that was oppressing her to leave. So she wasn't, you know, she wasn't possessed. She was being oppressed by you know, a demonic spirit. So literally all I said was, I didn't tell her all of this because, you know, she would probably be freaking out if I told her all of that. 
But I remember looking at her leg and I just kind of whispered in my breath, I just command you demonic spirit to leave off of her knee right now. And literally, boom, her leg straightened up, her foot straightened up, she got instantly healed. And nice. so that's just kind of like a little, you know, thing just it's a supernatural insight into the spirit uh, spirit realm um, and obviously there's a lot of examples in you know the the word of god about this but if you guys want to share along the lines of that as well yeah um I, i'd say this it was i think it was yeah it was during the first wave of the pandemic in italy um rebecca gave out this this tip and a, and a note with the, the gospel to um to the delivery guy and uh, he, he brought us the groceries and uh, we gave him the tip and he left two weeks later, it comes back to our, to our house. We, we were ready with another, you know, envelope with another tip with another, you know, message of the gospel for the delivery guy it happens to be the same guy, you know, and he tells us, you know, it's like, are you guys the Christians? So I'm like, yeah, 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 we, we are. And he's like, you guys gave me a tip and you guys gave me this, this message. And it was just really for me. And so I ended up talking to him and praying for him. And uh, he came to our house and he, he had this experience of, of the peace of God, just so strong. You know, he said like, it was like a burden who lifted and, but we kept in contact and a few weeks, you know, a few weeks later, um, I'm meeting him and he has this, that, that same burden again, that same anxiety again. Mm. And so I'm asking the Holy Spirit, like, Holy Spirit, what's happening here? We already prayed for this, you know? And I mean, and he's, you know, accepted Jesus into his heart and everything. He's reading the Bible and all of that. And, uh, and all of a sudden, I had insight into the spiritual realm, like, mm. like you said, you know, Luke. Um, it was, you know, a combination of the word of knowledge and insight into the spiritual realm I knew that I knew that his family had been dabbling in the occult. And, uh, and so I, I, I saw immediately, you know, a picture of her mom, of his mom uh, playing with the Ouija board. Is that how you say it? The Ouija board. And, and so, you know, I, I, I told him, this is, this is what I'm seeing. And I'm seeing that that thing, you know, has opened the door for the enemy into your life. And, and that's why you have these things. And that's why you have this burden. And uh, he could not, you know, he, he had to agree with me. And right there in the park uh, where, where I met this guy, uh, prayed for him to be free from that. And he was completely free from all demonic oppression. And so, yeah, uh, I just want to encourage you all. I mean, this is real. We're, we're definitely, you know, we are surrounded by angels and demons and, you know, and, and the Holy Spirit is, is, is wanting to show us these things and, and we have to be open to them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, well, I'll just kind of go these, you know, last two, because I think they can kind of piggyback off of each other um, to another different kinds of tongues or diversities of tongues uh, and to another, the interpretation of tongues. Um, and I mean, there's obviously a lot, a lot that you can, you know, dig into these gifts. Um, I think it's I think it's pretty important to note that before the the uh, day of Pentecost, there were all of the gifts of the Spirit were in operation except for these two gifts, tongues and interpretation of tongues, or diverse kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues. So they're almost the signature gifts of the New Testament church, and I think it's um, I think it is um, you can almost see why it's been sadly um, a an issue in 
the body of Christ in regards to tongues, praying in tongues? Is it of God? Is it, you know, sensationism or, you know, do people stop praying in tongues? But I believe it's because the devil's trying to take the power away from the church. Yeah. And I think, you know, praying in tongues is, um, you know, essential part um, of the New Testament church. Um, and obviously, you know, diversity of tongues, it's just a supernatural utterance in a heavenly language. Um, and so I don't know if, you know, I think it might be good to hear your guys' hearts and, um, you know, share on it. Well, I remember uh, Kenneth E. Hagin talking about how speaking in tongues is the doorway or gateway into the supernatural. Mm. And so I think, again, for a lot of these gifts to operate in someone's life, I think a great place to start is in your own prayer closet, again, praying in tongues. And I think we might have touched earlier, you know, with those meetings, Luke, about tongues and interpretation, but it's almost like prophecy, equivalent yeah. to prophecy, tongues and interpretation. You're basically, you know, speaking out a word from God in a heavenly language, and someone's getting that interpretation for encouragement or exhortation for the benefit of those who are hearing. Because again, Paul says, hey, I can pray in tongues, but it's not going to benefit anyone unless somebody has the interpretation yeah. in a corporate setting. So again, it comes back to people making sure that it's the profit for everyone. But these, these two gifts, Luke, like you said, I think that there has been a major attack, especially in the church, um, and, and trying to keep these different gifts to operating only on certain uh, meetings or events. And really, I, uh, you know, I think that this generation does need to, to just allow for the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do in these corporate services of worship. And, and especially even in conversations like this, uh, you, you know, you can have people over at your house for, for a good meal and for coffee and, and just decide to pray together. Josh, like when we were in Zambia, we went over to someone's house for, for dinner and we just started worshiping together. And that's when you started prophesying, singing a new song in the spirit. So it's not limited just to church services, but this, again, it's everyday life for all believers. But I think a great place for it to start again is in your own personal yeah. prayer closet with your own relationship with God. You can more easily recognize when the Holy Spirit does want to do something through you to benefit other people. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, many people, they can get confused sometimes thinking that, you know, well, I th I've heard this kind of definition on it sometimes that the gift of tongues is, um, it's like to, to be able to know another language, like supernaturally. Um, and it's not a natural language or, you know, a linguistic ability that's been, you know, given to the service of the Lord, um, you know, to speak to another language or culture. Um, you know, I mean, out of all of the times, tongues is mentioned in the Bible, it was only recognized by the hearers one time. And even though many of tongues were recognized on the day of Pentecost by the hearers, the tongues was not used to preach the gospel. That's what Peter did whenever he got up and preached the sermon. Um, and so, you know, I think that that's just kind of important and to, you know, yeah. people to, to recognize. Yeah. Tima, did you have something or are you good? Uh, I, I don't know if this is the right place for this, but kind of almost feel like we could demonstrate this this one right here i don't know if somebody has it but uh i, I definitely feel like i could do the tongue i don't know if, if josh if that's okay yeah man timo okay. and luke why don't you guys demonstrate that okay all right 
Istida brash tubre ngestilimbomba asti turobakasti rahatungi te tumba. Etelibushti ki turoba akindu erraba haledukusti ke bashtu kumbandende. And if you would open up your ears and open up your heart to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, you would begin to operate in these things in a whole new measure. All you have to do is know that I've placed inside of you rivers of living water. And those rivers are not dormant lakes. They're rivers waiting to be manifested and demonstrated through your life. So open up your heart and open up your faith and be ready to receive what I want to do and to do new afresh in and through your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. And many of you are even thinking to yourself, well, this could not be me. I, I've been hearing all of these, you know, guys talking about this, but this could not be me. This is the time you need to break that mindset and understand that the most important thing you can be is a son and a daughter of God. And if you're a son and daughter and you have the Holy Spirit living in you, this is for you and this is for this day and this hour. So say yes to what I've done for you. Mm -hmm. Say yes to what the Holy Spirit desires to do in you and through you. And you'll begin to see me operate and demonstrate myself through you in a whole new way. Hallelujah. Ura yete, durobekite toshte, balasiti de debete, endiri bukiti tirabaka, enitu sutu di ataka, sedrendi durobola tarate de And there's a deep cry. There's a deep, deep well that's bubbling on the inside of you right now. And if you would just yield your heart right now and say, Father, yes. Father, yes, I am ready. Yes. Well, then you would sense my presence and you would sense my joy come over you in a new way and know that I'm ready to confirm my word and confirm the calling that I've called over you in your life in this day and this, in, in this hour. So receive that by faith right now. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, good, guys. And just for you, those of you that are listening, this demonstration of tongues and interpretation, and like they were just doing, is accessible to all of us in the body of Christ yeah. as we operate with the Holy Spirit. And I love verse 11. It says, But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one and individually as he wills. And as Luke was saying, the Holy Spirit. Uh, we can just kind of gather he is always willing, but yeah. it's up to us to be open and willing to let him operate through us. And so, guys, this has been an amazing conversation, not only a conversation, but there has been manifestations and demonstrations. And I believe it's going to be a blessing to so many people that are listening. So I just want to thank each of you individually for coming on. And for those of you that want to check out more from Timo, you can find him on Instagram and Facebook at Timo Anzalone. Luke Lober is on Instagram. I believe it's Luke Lober, right? Is that something? That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then also you can find their website, LoberMinistries.com. And then Brad is also available on Facebook and Instagram. And then you can find his ministry page at Spangler Ministries. So guys, thank you so much for today. Really appreciate you having on. And we're going to have to do it again sometime soon. Amen. Thank you. This was an honor. Thank you. Thank you.